Welcome to The Veteran Doctor. This podcast is for anyone interested to improving their knowledge on veteran-centric topics. Veterans have dedicated their lives to serving our country, so now it's our turn to serve them as they transition back into their civilian lives. We have discovered that there is a lack of knowledge on the availability of resources and how to properly navigate the systems available to veterans when they transition out of the military service. This podcast's purpose is to help bridge this gap of knowledge and guide veterans to resources that they so deserve. The Veteran Doctor is hosted by Dr. John Heinzelman, who has a master's degree in sports and performance psychology and a doctorate in psychology where he specializes in research. He is also a retired Army Airborne Infantry veteran with 22 years of service. So sit back, relax, and enjoy The Veteran Doctor. Good morning, veterans, family, and friends. Welcome back to the 21st episode of The Veteran Doctor. On this week's episode, we will discuss scams that are targeting veterans. We will also continue with our UBI, useful bits of information, and our veteran news. So stick around for some great stuff ahead on our program. Veterans deserve many things. Praise, honor, security, respect. Here's what they don't deserve. Attempts to take advantage of their service. Yet every day, scammers attempt to swindle our veterans out of hard-earned benefits, steal their identity, and take their savings and worse. According to the AARP survey, veterans are twice as likely to fall victim to scams as the population at large. Some scammers offer veterans the opportunity to refinance veteran affairs loans at extremely low rates. Others will pose as government agencies in order to access personal information or offer lump sum payments up front in exchange for signing over all their future monthly benefit checks. There have even been instances where the scammers will fake charities that target veterans and pretend that there be old friends offering sure thing investments. Why are veterans so susceptible to these particular scams? For starters, veterans implicitly trust fellow members of the military, making them vulnerable to imposters claiming to be veterans themselves. Sometimes, because of their military experiences, veterans are to find themselves more difficult to recognize and combat their emotional manipulation used by scam artists. That's why the U.S. Postal Inspection Service and AARP join forces to create the Operation Protect Veterans and provide valuable information and resources that veterans, their loved ones, and their friends can use to help protect against scammers. Together, we can fight back and take one small step to repay our veterans for their services they have given and sacrifices they have made. One scam is called the Secret Veteran Benefit Scam. Veterans are told they qualify for secret government programs or benefits that offer thousands of dollars, but first they attempt to collect personal information for a fee. Another scam is the fake charitable giving request. Scammers make fraudulent claims about charities benefiting wounded service members. Another scam is benefits buyout offer. Scammers take advantage of veterans in need by offering a quick upfront buyout, usually at a fraction of the value of future disability and pension payments. Another scam is the veteran affairs VA loan scams. Scammers offer a refinance of VA 
loans at extremely low rates. Another scam is the bogus employment scam. Scammers post fake job descriptions to collect personal information from a veteran's job application or they charge an employment fee. Another scam is the fraudulent records offer. Scammers try to charge veterans a fee to access military records or government forms, information that is actually available for free to the National Archives for military records or the VA.gov or local veteran affairs office. Another scam is the veteran affairs phishing scam. Scammers pose as veteran affairs employees to get access to personal information. Another scam is the update your file scam. An imposter claims to be from the government agencies attempting to get a veteran's personal information to update their file so they can maintain their benefits. Another scam is the aid and attendance scam. Veterans or their family members receive an offer to move their assets into a living trust so that they can qualify for financial assistance of living benefits. Another scam is the Veterans Choice Program Scam. Scammers set up a phone number nearly identical to the number veterans dial to find out if they are eligible to use the approved healthcare providers outside of the veteran affairs system. Veterans call the fake number and a message prompts them to leave their credit card information to return for the rebate, making sure that you dial a correct number for the VCP at 866-606-8198. Another scam is the GI Bill Education Marketing Scam. Scammers use deceptive marketing tactics to provide false information to push expensive for-profit educational institutions to veterans seeking to take advantage of the GI Bill for college courses. The Veteran Affairs offers a comparison tool to help to locate a school and determine their benefits, visit www.vets.gov backslash education backslash GI Bill. Another scam is the special deal for veterans scam. Scammers offer special discounts for veterans on a range of products like loans and car purchases, but the products aren't discounted at all or they don't even actually exist. Another scam is the rental scam. A scammer posts as a fake rental property on the classified ads website offering discounts for active duty military or veterans once they have their security deposit you'll find out that there is no rental property or your money is gone another scam is the romance or catfishing scam scammers steal a veteran's photo and create a phony profile on a dating site to catfish singles looking for love Each state is centric to different kinds of scams. If you look at the description of this podcast, you will see that each state has three unique scamming scamming identities that scammers target. So please look at the uh, description and find out what your state scammers are looking for. If you are approached by a scammer, here's what you should never do in these situations. Don't give your personal information. Don't give any personal information over the phone. This includes bank account information, credit card numbers, or your social security number. Don't send cash. Don't send or wire money or gift cards to anyone you don't know well at all. Don't feel pressured. Don't be pressured to act immediately. If you are dealing with a legitimate outfit, they won't try to pressure you to act before 
having a chance to check it out or think about it. And if they do, just say no and hang up. These are things you should always do in these situations. Consult a friend. Check out the offer with a trusted family member, friend, or your local Veterans Affairs office before acting. Check the security. Verify any charity asking for money before sending it. There are always online services veterans can use, such as the Better Business Bureau, Charity Navigator, Charity Watch, or GuideStar. Do your homework. Get credible information on how to qualify for veterans benefits by contacting your state's Veteran Affairs Agency. Visit www.nasdaba.us. I hope this information finds you well and has been helpful. Please share it with other veterans so you, they don't fall victims to scammers because there's many of them out there and we don't want them to take advantage of us or any of our fellow veterans. Thank you. Welcome back. We're going to go ahead and move on to our next portion of our program called UBI. Useful bits of information or depending on your perspective, it may be useless bits of information. So we're going to go ahead and talk about military trivia. 
things you may not know. So number one, what does the military nickname GI stand for? A, government identity. B, gentlemen's inducted. C, government issue. Or D, gallant individual. The answer is C, government issue. Number two, which military institution adopted this following the graduating of class 1926? Shoot straight, ride hard, dance well, and so live that you can look any man straight in the eye and tell him to go to hell. A, the Citadel. B, Annapolis. C, the Air Force Academy. Or D, West Point. The correct answer is D, West Point. Number three, BAH stands for A, Basic Allowance for Housing. B, Base Armory Headquarters. C, Biological Arms Handling. Or D, Bar Opens at Two. The answer is A, Basic Allowance for Housing. Number four, the Soldier and Sailor's Civil Relief Act of 1940 is A, provides basic protection against lawsuits while on active duty, or B, provides for limits of how long a person can be deployed, or C, allows only unmarried personnel to be drafted, or D, provides job training after military service. The correct answer is A, provides basic protection against lawsuits while on active duty. Number five, an Army Private First Class is the same as a A, E2, B, E3, C, E4, or D, E5. The correct answer is B, E3. Number six, on average, which military service ties with the Coast Guard for having the fastest promotion rate to the rank of E9? A, Army, B, Navy, C, Air Force, or D, Marines? The correct answer is B, Navy. Number seven, what does ASFAB stand for? A, American Service Vocational Aptitude Battery. B, Armed Forces Volunteer American Battery. C, Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery. Or D, Armed Service Vocational Assessment Battery. The correct answer is C, Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery. Number eight, how many days of leave vacation time does a person in the lowest enlisted grade, E1, earn each year? A, seven days, B, 14 days, C, 21 days, or D, 30 days? The correct answer is C, 21 days. Number nine, in the Department of Defense DOD jargon, what does the term F hour signify? A, the time of an announcement to mobilize reserve units. B, the time a unit will be deployed. C, the time attack aircraft will take off or launch or D, the time a unit is sent to the field. The correct answer is A, the time of announcement of mobilizing reserve units. And number 10, other than the Air Force, which military service requires the highest general, ASFAB, 
Armed Forces Vocational Aptitude Battery Test Score in order to join A. The Army B. The Marine Corps C. The Coast Guard or D. The Navy Correct answer is B. The Marine Corps That will conclude our UBI for the week. We'll move on to our veteran news and our veteran news for the week is the VA is testing an implant that could allow paralyzed veterans to walk again. Five years ago, Marine Lance Corporal Joshua Birch became the first paralyzed service member to walk on his own promotion ceremony wearing an exoskeleton that helped him walk and stand to receive his Corporal Chevrons. Now medically retired Birch, 26, hopes again to be a trailblazer, the first Department of Veteran Affairs patient to regain function of his lower body to include taking steps courtesy of an electrical implant in his spine that is designed to stimulate the body's sensor motors networks. Even thinking about walking is crazy. I look at this as I'm stepping stone to the future for will others to allow them to walk. I look at my participation in this research as a way to helping other people, Bert said during an interview in March with Military.com. Researchers at Hunter Holmes McGuire VA Medical Hospital in Richmond, Virginia have launched a study, study to determine whether epidural stimulators can help paralyzed veterans recover motor activity and or control over inner systems their cardiovascular and bladder functions, for example. While epidural stimulators are shown some degree of success over limb paralysis in research elsewhere, this is a first such study at the VA explained, Dr. Ashford Gorgi, uh, chief of the spinal cord injury research at the Richmond Hospital. Gorgi said that the study has several goals to see how well the epidural stimulators made by Medtronics for pain management can work on spinal cord injuries and to demonstrate the promise of the technology which can be implanted in for minimal surgeries. With this study, we might get uh, companies like Medtronics and Boston Scientific, Scientific to start creating something more specific for spinal cord injuries, he said. We also want to show that you don't need to use invasive surgery to use this device. We use just a needle under fluoroscopy and through a needle, we thread the leads in. On the same day Joss had the surgery, he was down in the room working out on the mat. Georgie plans to implant an epidural stimulators in 20 veterans who will take part in a year of intensive physical rehabilitation therapy and training. Gorgie and Birch say that with any success, Birch may be able to take steps on his own within that period, going from strengthening his legs in an exoskeleton to walking across the floor with a walker. In Josh's circumstances, the signal that comes from his brain through the spinal cord is interrupted. So this is going to replace the signal with an external signals to help trigger the steps movement. By using the exoskeleton, he can train him to hopefully stand up and walk again, Gorgis explained. Claudia Angeli, one of the scientists at the Kentucky Spinal Cord Injury Research Center, in the University of Louisville has been studying epidural stimulators for spinal cord injuries since 2009. Her past research focuses on the motor re- restoration, 
Currently, she is looking at controlling the systems of the body that regulate blood pressure and bladder control. Rare individuals are able to achieve full overground ambulation, Angeli said, but nearly everyone who has received the implant in her research has been able to take a few steps at a time through therapy, she said. In humans, spinal cords injuries are all different, so she finds that that the parameters are very individualized, Angelia explains. We are working hard to improve the, the technology. A lot of potential exists for it to interact with a healthy spinal cord below the injury. It allows restoration to some of the functions that were there before the injury. The VA study was made possible by a $3.7 million grant from the Department of Defense under the Congressionally Directed Medical Research Program. Dr. Robert Trainer. A pain management specialist familiar with the Medtronic's device does the implant while Gregory oversees the program and manages the veteran's post-operative physical therapy. Birch says that he already has seen benefits from the implant, a decrease in involuntary movements in his legs known as spasticity, and he hopes to help improve the therapy at the VA and gym near his home. Gorgi says he is excited to see how the combination of the epidural implant and the use of the exoskeleton works to improve the muscle, muscle quality, cardiovascular health, and the bladder function in the veterans' participants. We have to a whole team that will work very hard to get to this point, he said. Birch says that he will apply the same quiet strength he relied on to get through the Marine Corps basic training through military occupational specialty training on the aircraft rescue and firefighting specialist and through the dark days following his accident to get the most out of the research. And if I don't walk, I'm going to be happy with the research as it comes from the study, he said. Well, that concludes our veteran news for the week. We'll move on to our next portion of our program called Shoutouts. This section is reserved for recognizing new members of our podcast and partners and sponsors that support us in everything we do. We cannot continue our podcast without everyone's support so thank you for everything and this week we do not have any new members or any new sponsors so please listen to the next portion of our program which is our podcast patron and sponsorship program do you want to be part of something bigger do you want to help veterans have you thought about helping the veteran doctor As you may already know, the focus of The Veteran Doctor is to improve your knowledge on veteran-centric topics. The research and information dissemination process can be daunting with the maintenance of literature, books, websites, blogs, podcast episodes, and other administrative necessities. This ultimately takes time, resources, and marketing to reach and support veterans, as well as their very diverse needs. We are so excited about the process of podcasting and the potential impact it can have on the veteran population. To keep going and improve this podcast, we would tremendously be grateful to anyone who can support us in our expansion and growth. We are looking to enhance this podcast quality and would find it more manageable with a bit of support. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars a month worth of entertainment, we would greatly appreciate you investing in The Veteran Doctor. We offer different rewards for different pledge obligations, so please see what may fit your budget. Once again, we appreciate your support. And from all the veterans out there who benefit from this podcast, I'm sure they appreciate your support too. Every program must establish a goal and milestones to determine what is going to be done with the funding. 
The first goal we're going to reach is a monthly pledge of $500 collectively. The milestones are, number one, help pay for ongoing production costs, hosting fees for websites, blogs, and podcasts. Number two, help purchase rewards for patron supporters. Number three, offset marketing costs for websites, blogs, and podcasts. And number four, help buy new equipment and technology to improve podcast sound and quality. There are different rewards for each monthly donation amounts. The donation amounts range from $1 to $50 a month. The rewards include one or more of the following items listed depending on the level of monthly donation. Some examples of the rewards may consist of number one, a thank you on the show or website. Number two, a thank you email. Number three, early access to new episodes. Number four, show swag, t-shirts, bumper stickers, lapel pins, and a pen. Number five, a patron can read a short message on the show. Number six, call in as a special guest. And number seven, a patron can determine a show topic. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars worth of uh, entertainment, come on down and support The Veteran Doctor. As veterans, we have a lot of questions when it comes to transitioning out of the military. Or are you already out of the military and having trouble reintegrating? Are you having issues finding veteran resources? Or do you just want to learn more about veterans? Well, the Veterans Resource and Transition Guide may just be the solution for your issues. This book is available on Amazon.com and is in both ebook or paperback. It is a book written to help veterans with research, knowledge, and resources with their transition back into civilian life and beyond. Our society's current problem demonstrates that many veterans, as they transition out of the military, do not have the knowledge, training, or resources to reintegrate back into society properly. They do not know where to go, what to do, and do not even have a sufficient plan to survive. The purpose of this guide is to provide a one-stop and quick reference source of research, knowledge, and resources for veterans to easily reference to give veterans a better understanding of the dynamics of veteran issues, educate veterans on the process of transitioning out of the military, what to do once they get out, develop a plan, and provide resources to help make life a little easier during and after that transitional experience. Additional information has been added for our survivors' benefits for surviving widows, and a Military 101 class to help educate the civilian workforce on military culture and lifestyle. The guide's additional intent is to make it a living document by taking input from readers and providers on information and resources, providing an annual update to veterans on the ever-changing and developing process of transitioning and resources. This guide will provide resources of knowledge to veterans, helping guide them through their transitional journey. So grab yourself a copy today and get those resources you so deserve. Do you want to learn more about me? Maybe you uh, want to learn more about my new book or future books. What about our new veteran blog? Do you want to learn more about the veteran doctor? Well, 
My website may be your solution. My author website is up and is available for viewing at www.johneheinzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. This site will provide you with the latest and greatest information on me, my latest literary works, future works, my veteran blog, and this podcast, Veteran Doctor. A unique feature available on the website is the Veteran Blog. The Veteran Blog provides veterans with the latest up-to-date information on veteran-specific topics that affect everyday life, whether challenging or life-enhancing. The purpose of this site is to keep veterans informed and help improve knowledge quicker and on-demand. Subscriptions are available in monthly, weekly, and unlimited access depending on the veterans' informational requirements. The feature of this site will include special features, video, classes, depending on the subscriber access level. Please check it out and try our seven-day free trial. So as this week's episode comes to a close, we hope you enjoyed the information you gained on The Veteran Doctor. Remember, we welcome feedback on this podcast to help improve our quality and content. Or if you have any new ideas, please send them to info at johneheinzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. I hope you come back and visit us on our next episode. So until next time, take care. Be safe and enjoy your week. Have a good one.